Well, a few, not too many. Those that you meet, usually you attract what, you know, wouldn't attract it, whatever you, you know. Um, at the time when you wrote Stranger in Town, this, this is something that's been on my mind. Were you influenced at all by the TV show The Fugitive? Because when I hear Stranger in Town, I, I think of The Fugitive, you know? I was probably influenced by a lot of things, but I don't even know what. Mm. It was a strange time in my life, too. I remember uh, I was drinking heavy in those days, too. Like, I wrote Keep Searching and Go to Pieces within a couple of weeks. Then mm. I wrote Stranger in Town after that. I remember that. That, that must have... Um, it's kind of foggy in a way, as my writing goes. Uh, I would just sit down and get boozed up and write. D did you feel at the time that you wrote better when you were drinking than when you were sober? Well, I wrote sober. I wrote, I think, Runaway. I was sober that night. The next day I was sober. Mm -hmm. That's all clear. I was sober, I think. Then I got to drinking heavy when I got a couple, three or four hits. Mm. Like in the flirt area, I was getting a little heavy on the booze. When I found booze, I went crazy for it, you see. Mm. So therefore, I wrote... I didn't write flirt booze, no, because Robert was booze and I had to be straight, you know. Robert? Robert McKenzie. Oh, right. But after that, and Keep Searching Day, that's why I say it's a little foggy. That's when I was hitting the juice pretty bad, you know. Mm. And it, booze can be uh, good for you for a while as far as a writer, if you're a writer. I think after it takes over you, yeah. and you're not in control of it at all, you have no control over it, it takes you over, and it's over, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, in man of my drinking 11 years ago, I'd sit down for three minutes, try to write a song, and I'd be up drinking again, you know? But mm. all that's changed now, I don't drink at all. No. That's, that's really good, so you're saving those brain cells now. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've probably lost a few. Yeah, I believe I have. Um, by, by 1965, the airwaves were dominated by self-contained groups as mm. opposed to solo artists. Mm. And I think your sound changed, too, because your records, your singles started sounding more like the work of a group, like after Stranger in Town, like mm -hmm. with Break Up and Move It On Over. Well, was that a conscious decision on your, on your part? Yeah, probably, because when you're, when you're a leader, you're okay. But when you start to be a follower, and that, like you just said, you started to sound mm -hmm. like a group, then it's not good. Even Harry Balk, uh, I'm talking about Harry, always told me, always be a leader. Don't be a follower. And today, you know, and then there was times in my career when I would try to write songs like Bob Dylan, you know. Well, that's hip. Maybe I'll do, you know, there I am following. And trying to sing, write songs like Bob Dylan is, is like, you know, Bob Dylan trying to be Beethoven. Right. Same stupid thing, you know. Right. But artists get hooked up in that, you know, to be a, to be a, uh, follower, you lose. Yeah. Can't win being a follower. And Harry was always right about that, Harry Balk. Harry Balk was, I loved Harry a lot, you know, even though I, him and his manager were, I think the manager mainly had to do with it. Harry was a producer, but yet he was partners, and the partner took care of the business and right. wasn't taken care of very well. I think he even ripped Harry off in the end. Mm. Um, I'm just going to flip this over so uh, that...